Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikbat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvatisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. We thank you for your presence this morning. Uh, We thank you that you're a good father. And we pray that your word would go forth to encourage your people, O God, that uh, we would come away different and that we would come away built up in you. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. So... um, thought I'd take a, a brief survey uh, at the beginning here. So uh, please raise your hand if you've ever gotten offended. All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's uh, almost everyone, right? Um, and those uh, who did not raise your hand, uh, please see me after the service. I'm really curious how you did that. That's really great. Um, so most of us from time to time have, have taken offense, right? We've gotten hurt. Um, uh, one time someone asked me if I get easily offended uh, a lot, and I replied, what's that supposed to mean? Okay, so um, the interesting thing is that I'm actually not going to talk about offense per se in this sermon, um, but uh, the Judeans and even some of the disciples in this week's Parsha, they were occasionally offended by Yeshua himself. Interesting, right? Okay, and uh, so this week's New Covenant Parsha, it has some folks getting offended at Yeshua's statements. So the question is, what is he saying, and why are they offended? So I'd like us to take a look at the Parsha this week, and uh, in order to do that, I thought it would be good to kind of act it out a little bit, right? Really get into the text. Are you, are you guys with me on that? All right, so, <clears throat> so this half of the congregation over here, you're going to be reading the dialogue of Yeshua. It's a tall order, but I know you can do it, okay? Are you you with me on that? So when it says Yeshua, you're going to read that. And this half, you're going to read everyone else. So it's either the Judeans or the disciples or just Simon Peter, but this section and this section here, you're going to read that, okay? Are you with me on that? Okay, and uh, so that's how we're going to do it. And uh, there's also, <clears throat> this, this, these two sections have a, another special thing that I would like you to do for me, if that's okay. I know I'm asking a lot this morning. But so there's parts where it's, the scripture says that they grumble, okay, or they murmur, okay? So when that happens, there's going to be a little uh, indication. I'd like you to do your best grumbling or your best murmuring, um, one, one suggestion would be to say, grumble, grumble, murmur, murmur, but just kind of low, like grumble, grumble, murmur, murmur. Okay, do you, can you try that for me? Okay, very good. All right, so you, you, you have a sense of what to do? All right, we're all on the same page. Okay, so let's try it. So um, beginning with John 6, uh, uh, starting in verse 41, if we could have that on the screen. All right. And I'm going to read it along with you for the recording, okay? So here we go. Yeshua starts off and says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Grumble, grumble, murmur, murmur, grumble, grumble. 
Isn't this Yeshua, the son of Joseph, whose mother, father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Ugh. Remember, remember. Yeshua, stop grumbling among yourselves. No one can come to me unless my father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has listened and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen. I tell you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Okay, Judeans, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeshua, amen, amen, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who eats of me will also live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread your fathers ate and then died. He who eats this bread will live forever. You guys are doing good. All right, now this is just the disciples. This is a hard teaching. Who can listen to it? Murmur, murmur, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Some of you are very good at that. All right, Yeshua, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man going back up to the place where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no benefit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life, yet some of you do not trust. For this reason, I've told you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. Some of the disciples say, adios. Well, that, that's not actually in the scripture. The scripture just says they leave. They leave and they quit walking with Yeshua, so I, I put the best word that I thought would express that. Okay, so they say adios, and they leave. You don't have to leave the sanctuary, but just in your minds, you know, you're, some of you are leaving. Okay, um, and then uh, Yeshua again. You don't want to leave also, do you? And then this is just to the, the, a few of the disciples. And Simon Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have trusted and have come to know that you are are the Holy One of God. Yeshua, didn't I choose you, the twelve, yet one of you is an adversary? He's referencing Judas, who would betray him. All right, give yourselves a big round of applause. That was great. <clears throat> That's all the time we have, folks. All right. 
Okay. Okay, so we notice here that the Judeans, who, the Judeans is what in Greek? Eudaios, right, okay. Eudaioi in, in plural. Um, so the Judeans and the disciples, uh, the students of Yeshua, they're both grumbling, murmuring, and they're offended in different parts um, by the teaching that he's given. All right. First, they are offended at he's saying that he is the bread of life, the bread from heaven. He is the manna, uh, and that is the, the bread that uh, we ate in the wilderness. Then he indicates that he is the only way to the Father, and again, connects himself with the bread of life, the bread from heaven. And I think we, we actually sang about that this morning. Right? That was kind of a cool connection. I was, I was just thinking, you know, God is so good, the Ruach. Okay? So since he is the bread from heaven, he's saying they should eat his flesh, at which they grumble some more. And then Yeshua explains that in order to have eternal life, and eternal life, remember, is the fullest life now. It's a share in the world to come, and it's the hope of resurrection uh, in order to have that, one must eat his flesh and drink his blood. And then it's just his disciples and his students who admit, man, this is, this is a hard teaching, okay? And uh, they murmur some more. And then Yeshua responds with a summary of the whole conversation. He says, he is the only way to the Father. His words are spirit and life. And he says that we need to trust in him, okay? This is a hard teaching indeed, right? Do we see why this might be hard for them to, to kind of understand and, and take in? But uh, why were they offended by this? Was it because they took him literally? Were they offended because they thought Yeshua was advocating for cannibalism? It's possible to read the text this way, but I, I, I personally don't think so. We have to remember the Gospel of John is a Jewish text. And then we have to see, does this idea uh, exist in, within Judaism? That is, um, eating and drinking as a metaphor, okay? So Midrash Rabbah on Ecclesiastes is a Jewish commentary on the book of Ecclesiastes from around the sixth century or so. And uh, this is not scripture per se, but it's helpful for us to see if the idea of eating and drinking can be taking, taken in a metaphorical way in, in, within Jewish tradition. So maybe that's what was going on in the gospel. So this is from uh, that text, uh, chapter 2, verse 24. All references to eating and drink in the book of Ecclesiastes signify Torah and good works. Torah and good works. So apparently, you can eat the Torah, right? But it's not literal, right? You wouldn't see yeshiva students, based on this passage, getting a fork and a knife and going to town on a scroll, right? That wouldn't happen, okay? As Rabbi uh, David Stern puts it, quote, the Jewish understanding allows for symbolic interpretation of food and drink, unquote. So what does it mean to eat the Torah, then, if it's not literal. You partake of it. You ingest it. You share in it. You take it into your heart and into your mind, okay? So to sum up, 
the Judeans and the, and the disciples, they probably didn't take Yeshua literally when he said to eat his flesh and drink his blood because they knew perhaps what he meant. The same as to eat the Torah. He meant to partake in his life. Okay? He meant to partake in his suffering, in his death, and in his resurrection. To ingest his words because they are the words of life, just like the Torah. To receive Yeshua's words is to eat from the bread of heaven, the manna in the wilderness. To take from the tree of life in the garden of Eden. To receive Yeshua, to share in his life, and to connect our life with his life. I think that's what he meant, and I think the Judeans and the disciples probably had a sense that that's what he meant. This is connected to Yeshua's statements at the Passover meal before he died, also known as the Last Supper, in which we recall the Shulchan Adonai, which is the Lord's table that we do once a month downstairs after our, uh, after our service up here. Uh, so Luke 22, uh, starting in verse 19, is a connection, I think, to this. And when he had taken matzah and offered the baracha, baracha is a blessing, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, he took the cup after the meal saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Okay. Do we see the connection here between this and the passage in John? Yes. Okay, so the bread, or the matzah in this case, represents his body, his life, his very self, which was given up for our sins. Remember, he gave himself for our sins. God in the flesh became Israel, dwelt among Israel, and then gave up his body and his self, his very self, over, even over to death that he might be raised up again. The wine represents his blood that was shed, the blood of the Passover lamb. Remember, this was a Passover meal, which is our atonement. We don't literally drink the blood of Yeshua, of course, but we receive it as our atonement. Remember, atonement is the idea that Yeshua receives our sins and we receive him by faith repentance, and allegiance. It's a new covenant because it's a renewed covenant. It renews God's covenant with Abraham and Moses and David. So perhaps the Judeans and the disciples did not take Yeshua literally. Perhaps they understood the metaphor of eating and drinking for receiving and partaking and sharing in his life and death and resurrection. So then, what's our question? Why were they offended? Why were they grumbling? Perhaps they were murmuring because there's another idea that Yeshua was stating here. Yeshua said that he came from heaven, from the Father, and that everyone who wants to come to the Father comes to him, and that there is eternal life in him and in his life. The last Passover meal of Yeshua inaugurates a remembrance of his life, death, and resurrection, which parallels the statements 
in the Gospel of John. Yeshua, in Yeshua, is eternal life by faith and repentance and allegiance. So maybe they were offended by his exclusive claims to be the only way to the Father. Maybe they knew that to eat his flesh and to drink his blood really meant to receive him, but some of them just didn't want to. Yeshua gave himself. And so if we receive him, that means we have to give of ourselves. It is a hard teaching because it means the hard choices to participate in his death and resurrection in a sense. If we receive him, then we receive him as our king, our Lord. That means that his life is connected to our life. His story is integral to our story. It means our faith cannot be passive, but it has to be active. It means that Yeshua is not just giving us a philosophy or a wise teaching, but he is giving us life itself. He's giving us a way back home to the garden. Yeshua is the tree of life. And those who eat from it have the fullness of life right now. They have hope in the world to come, and they have hope in the resurrection. So what is the eating we must do? We must absorb Yeshua's life into our lives, absorb his ethic, his example, his words. What is the drinking we must do? We must receive and absorb his self-sacrifice, his death on the tree, commonly called the cross. This is the message of salvation, which is an integral part of the gospel or the good news. My hope, my hope is that we would not be offended by this, that we would not murmur and grumble and say, this is a hard teaching. Because it, it's not a popular message. It would be easier to accept if there were many paths to the Father. But there's only one, Yeshua. It would be more palatable if everyone didn't need Yeshua. But we all do. It would be more popular to say, all you have to do is have faith, but then you can kind of do whatever you want. Because what is really required is faith and trust along with devotion and allegiance to King Yeshua. So are we receiving him in every area of our lives? Are we eating and drinking from his life and then reflecting that in our lives? It was about 10 years ago, I went through membership class here at Tikvot Israel. And I remember I was sitting downstairs uh, in a circle and uh, near the beginning of the classes, uh, Rabbi Jamie went around and he asked all of us to say why we wanted to become members, just like a brief statement, why we were interested. And I thought about it. I thought about my identity as a Messianic Jew. And I thought about this place and I just responded, where else would I go? 
That was my answer. That was the best answer I had. Where else would I go? God called me here. And if that was true for me, just connecting to a community, which is my home, then Kal v'chomer, how much more is it true for our allegiance to King Yeshua? Yeshua said to the 12, do you also want to leave? And Simon Peter said, Lord, where would we go? It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, I mean, it's a hard teaching, but you have the words of eternal life. There's nowhere else we can go. So if there are things in the Bible you don't fully understand yet, things about Yeshua that you don't fully comprehend, like, that he's fully God and fully human. That's, that's a toughie, right? But don't, don't let a hard teaching from Yeshua offend you and keep you away because there's nowhere else we can go besides Yeshua. He has the words of eternal life. Amen? All right. Let's pray. Avinu, our Father, we thank you um, that you sent your son, Yeshua, and that um, there are some hard teachings in the scripture, and there's some things that are hard to understand, but um, we're, we're proclaiming that we are uh, allegiant, that we are adhering, that we are connected and partaking of your son, Yeshua. And uh, I just want to encourage anyone that has not made that choice, Lord, um, that uh, they would see just your brilliance and your goodness and that you have the words of eternal life and um, that there's really nowhere else we can go besides to you um, and uh, that we would turn in our hearts, we'd make teshuva today um, and repent and turn to you, Lord, and that we would trust in you for the fullness of our forgiveness and uh, trust in your sacrifice on the tree, and trust in your life and your words, your death, your resurrection, Yeshua, and uh, that we would know you, that we would know you, and uh, that we would then reflect you to the world around us. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.